find ways for them to get involved. Kids want to get involved in everything. So just let them. It's really, it's really inspirational, the things that they will do if you just let them go. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Earth Care. I'm Sarah Christie. If this is your first time giving Earth Care a listen, thank you. Thank you so much for stumbling across this podcast, giving some of your busy schedule to it, taking time to learn about protecting our Earth. If you've been here before, hey, welcome back. Also, if this week is your March break, happy March break. This episode is pretty exciting because it's especially for you. It's a little bit for the kids, but mostly for the adults who interact with kids. Now, we're heading to the Niagara region in Ontario to catch up with one of my sisters, Emma. I swear this is going to make sense in a minute. Emma, or Madame Christie, is an elementary school teacher. She's also a member of her school's eco-club. So this means that she's engaging in a ton of conversations with students about climate change. Now, if you follow any of the ongoing organizations and movements that are currently fighting to protect our planet, you won't be surprised to learn how many of them are led by youth. But climate change, we know, we talk about it all the time in Earth Care, is a tricky and overwhelming conversation. So how do we do that? How do we have these conversations with kids? Emma, or Madame Christie, is joining Earth Care to first of all tell us what's an eco-club, but also when it comes to kids wanting to learn about climate change, ask about it, how can we as adults navigate those conversations? Hello, Emma. Hi, Sarah. Is this really weird for you? Yes. <laughs> this is, it's like online teaching, but a little bit weirder. Is what like, I think together, we generally make each other awkward. So the whole interview, it's going to be like, where do we put our hands? <laughs> but I mean, this works out swimmingly because you are uh, Madame Christie to a lot of people. Emma to me, Madame Christie to a lot of people, but also experienced in your school's eco club. So we're going to get into talking about climate change with students because that's super important to even know how to talk about, about climate change with kids. But first of all, what's an eco club? The eco club is actually run through Eco Schools Canada, which is a really cool organization. Um, so any school across Canada, Canada can join in to get their eco school certification. Um, and the eco club is just a club within the school that you run that is trying to encourage the school to be more eco-friendly. So we do things like run a events or special like special days that um, raise awareness about eco uh, eco issues like climate change or energy reduction or waste reduction um, and then we monitor the school so to speak to make sure that classrooms and people within the school are being as eco-friendly as they possibly can so one of the things for example that we do is we have um, lights out lunch monitors so we have little monitors who go around to the classrooms pre-covid of course um, and checked in during lunchtime to make sure everyone was turning their lights off to reduce energy energy waste, which is really great. Um, we ran a um, sweater and toque day where we turned down the heat just a little bit uh-huh. um, <laughs> just to raise awareness about energy reduction and waste reduction. And it was a great day. Everyone came to school in their um, cozy sweaters and toques. We had a lot of fun. What's cool about Eco Schools Canada is they will certify you as an eco school if you meet all the criteria of being an eco school. And it's divided into different sections. So we have to do all kinds of things. We have to look at our waste management. We have to look at going green. So one of the things that they send you is um, a garden tower. And 
the kids can plant. Uh, it's usually herbs that we plant in there. That's cool. um, so we learn about that. Yep. There's community involvement. So how are you getting involved with the community and using, relying on people to become more eco-friendly or building relationships? We have to raise awareness is one of the things. So we have to send a list of all the events we've done in the school to communicate with teachers and students about being eco-friendly. I know there's one that's on teachers because <laughs> I remember the students, my eco-clubbers were on me one day about being more eco-friendly and not wasting paper. So <laughs> there's expectations of students, expectations of teachers and of administration within the school. So it's really great. It's uh, even though it's just a club, it really is a whole school effort. And then the club is kind of responsible for making sure the school is doing their part and everyone's working together to be an eco-friendly school. And then at the end of the year, we have an auditor come in and the kids love it. So our auditor has always been great and walks through and the kids get to show off everything they've done all year. So we have an eco board at the front with pictures of all of the events we've done and all of the field trips. And they get to brag about everything they've learned throughout the year. And then we get a certificate. The kids will get certificates as well. And we get a sticker that says we're an eco school. This feels like an easy segue because every time you bring up the students, you bring up how excited they are about all of this. So they want to be helping. They want to be talking about climate change. We see it in the news all the time. They're the ones organizing like all of these protests that we see, these these movements. So why, you know, from a teacher's perspective, is it important to have these lessons with students and be talking to them about climate change? Oh, plenty of reasons. Um, so, I mean, because it's their world too, is the first thing that pops into my head. They're living here and they're going to be living here longer than us, right? They're inheriting the earth and they we want it to be a healthy place for them to live but they're also, they care. Kids care. They really do. They have big, huge hearts and they want to make a difference. They care about these issues. So if you talk to them about it and you educate them about here's the issues, but also here's how you can help, they'll do more. They will, they'll act really quickly. They want to be a part of making a difference. Um, and it's also important that they get this information at a young age. So when they're at, you know, a voting age, they can vote in people who have the um, influence and power to affect change on a bigger scale. Or when they go into their own jobs and they start careers, they might look into things that have that are going to impact the climate in a positive way. So if you give them the information at a young age, my students are grade five and six, so they're 10 and 11, but you can start this, these conversations as young as kindergarten. So they're learning about it and they're not learning about it in a scary way. It's not doomsday. It's just, here's what's happening in our climate and here's what we need to do to make it better. If they learn it every year and they are little climate activists when they're children, they'll be big climate activists when they're older. And that's what we want, right? We want everyone to do their part to save the climate. Right. <laughs> and they brought a ton of projects and ideas your way. Um, just give me an, I know you probably have so many running through your mind, but give me an example of one. Okay. So this year I, um, we did a really fun unit on a book called the water Walker, where we learned about water pollution in the, um, in the great lakes. And we also learned about what indigenous communities are doing to protect the water around us. My students were really, really motivated by it and they wanted to do their part to become junior water walkers, which was so cool. So I had some students who um, organized beach cleanups in their neighborhood. So they recruited some people and they made signs to clean up the litter. I had a couple students who wrote some passionate letters to the mayor about <laughs> why we need more trash. Yeah. 
because there's too much garbage. And if we had trash cans, the garbage would have a place to go is what my students said. Um, and I also had some really creative students build websites that we shared out that or that they shared out with um, other people in our school and other students, which was incredible. And these kids are so tech savvy, especially after a year and a half of online learning. So <laughs> these websites were phenomenal um, with information about why the water is like what's polluting our water and what we can do to make a difference and they all they had to have a why should you care tab so the why should you care is what got me the most because it, it was essentially everything you would want to hear from a student because our earth matters because we need to take care of it it gives to us so we need to give back right it was really really awesome but then on top of that they start to talk to other people like their parents and their friends and they spread awareness about it a lot of my kids this year made infographics about different invasive species and what we need to do to protect our water which was very very cool that's awesome because uh, I think if anyone is is passionate about something and excited about something, it's hard to not feel their joy. Like if you were to be like, I love this chair, I'm going to love it with you because I can feel your energy and to have, yeah. all, you know, to have all of these kids just so excited to do their part and build websites, by the way, um, yes. that's <laughs> really quite special. Now, I think a lot of kids do want to learn more about it and do want to talk more about it from an adult's perspective. How can we navigate some of those conversations? Because they are like, they send me into a dark place, you know? They are tricky. And one of the most important parts to remember, because you had said the kids are really excited about it, is for the teachers to be excited about it as well, um, or parents or adults, whoever's talking about it, and to be positive. Because if I were to stand up in front of my class and say, the world's burning, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you need to present the information in a way that isn't scary, that is hopeful. And there's actually a, there are actually a lot of great books that you can do that with. Um, so I have a book in my classroom called 52 Ways We Can Save the World. And and it's for kids. There's another great one. The Water Walker is a great book. Um, Follow the Moon Home is a book about students who have done their part to um, help endangered species. One Plastic Bag is another great one that I have in my classroom about plastic waste, the journey of a plastic bag and how their um, waste reduction, how people are working to reduce waste, plastic waste. Um, so use a book. I, I would start everything with a book or a movie because it gives you a conversation starter. It gives you a way into the conversation that's safe for kids that they can relate to. So one of the things that I do, there's a really great commercial um, about palm oil and it's a kid friendly commercial. It's a cartoon and um, I don't know the name of it, but it's goes, there's a ragtang in my bedroom and I don't know what to do is that. And I know you can Google like, Google that and the commercial comes up. It's a really great commercial about palm oil and how um, they're destroying rainforests for palm oil. And I show that to my students and, and it just sparks conversation about why do they need to destroy the entire rainforest? Is there anything we can do to help the animals who are losing their homes? What can we use instead of palm oil? And they bring those questions and then I say, well, let's look it up. So it's a scary topic, but they respond to it with how can we help? instead of uh, just 
panicking and getting scared, right? So being hopeful, being positive, use an introduction, a book or a movie, something that students can relate to and can connect to, and then just let them explore their questions and Google with them, find ways for them to get involved. Kids wanna get involved in everything. So just let them, it's really, it's really inspirational, the things that they will do if you just let them go. That's awesome. This was so fun to talk about because it gives like as an adult, it gives me selfishly hope to know that there are so many eager kids out there wanting to get their hands dirty in this in such an important movement. So this is very cool. I guess I'll see you at like the next family dinner. Yeah. <laughs> next time. Thank you for listening to that episode of Earth Care. Don't forget, you can also find these full interviews on YouTube. You just have to search Sarah Christie, my name, plus Earth Care. Same interviews, just with some visual goodies to go along with them. You can subscribe to Earth Care here with this podcast or on YouTube or, hey, both. You do you. Plus, we can also connect on Instagram at Earth Care Show. If you have an idea for an episode, something you want to learn more about or are simply interested in taking care of our Earth, let's chat.